You're listening to Sport, Digital and Social with Mr. Richard Clark. We need four people to work to, to, to work in the orphanage. Everything is planned already. Which, uh, I bought the land myself. And now uh, um, I'm waiting the, the one in England to be set up to, uh, to build the, the, the house over there. I think they cannot do anything because they didn't have the chance to uh, come from a rich family or to live in a nice part of the, the city or always finding excuses and uh, they don't achieve anything. And I want to show them and I want, I want that everything is possible if you really want it. It's like when I start my YouTube channel, uh, the first video I had like three, three thousand views on it because I used my uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook audience to uh, watch it. When you ordinary people, it's harder to find uh, an audience. Hi there. My guest this time is Rudy Justed, a Middlesbrough striker who's out injured at the moment, but he's using his time very effectively. He's just started a YouTube channel on top of the businesses that he already runs and he's trying to get a foundation up and running in his home country of Benin. And, being very much the modern footballer, digital and social media is at the heart of everything he does. Remember to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or go to my website, Mr Richard Clark, to subscribe to my newsletter, read my content, and all that good stuff. Anyway, here's Rudy, let's crack on. My name is Rudy Gested. I'm a happy father of two child and one a third welcoming. I'm married to a beautiful wife, and I'm a happy, happy man. I'm a football player for Middlesbrough, international for Benin, and uh, originally from France. But the interesting thing, Rudy, and the reason why I wanted to interview you is because I found you on LinkedIn, and you describe yourself first as an entrepreneur. Why? Because I like to uh, discover and uh, try new things, and I like to build. Uh, teams and uh, start new projects. I've got a few projects in Africa. I started, uh, the first one was a, a transport company. The second one was second-hand clothes uh, selling in uh, Togo, Benin, in, uh, in Nigeria. I'm uh, doing a charity over there. We're going to build uh, an orphanage. So I like to uh, start a project from scratch and uh, build something on it. We'll talk about those in a minute. How big is social media a part of what you do? Because you also just started a YouTube channel, right? Yes, so that's the second point. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of social media to start, to be fair. But I found out that if you spread the right message on it, it could be viral and could be great to, uh, for other people. So I've always been uh, in service to others, and I really like it. And uh, I started the YouTube channel first to uh, show a bit of an inside of uh, a club and rehabilitation and uh, another side of the football player's life. And uh, secondly, uh, we start to do interview, uh, interviewing people around the, everything about the uh, healthy lifestyle, uh, success, positive mindset, try to uh, to be a better version of, uh, of uh, you and uh, the best version you can be. Everything about the positivity and uh, a happy life. So that's the second plan of my YouTube channel. Starting tomorrow, I've got my first interview. I'm going to interview a, a sport psychologist named Tom Bates. And uh, after that, I've got a few names on the line as well. And I think it's going to be very interesting and a nice journey which, uh, which starts for me. 
Yeah, I was interested in the YouTube channel because you're out injured at the moment with uh, an ankle injury. It's a foot injury anyway, isn't it? Until the end of the season. So you have a little bit of time on your hands, unfortunately, but you have a little bit of time on your hands. And your YouTube channel has been so far a lot about that injury. And I was interested in the way you were going to change that because injuries by their very nature, it's quite a dull affair in the sense of the story that it doesn't change day by day, only, only improves very gradually. So, but you're moving into interviewing and that's good. That's how are you going to cope with that? Because I'm a journalist. I do this for a living. Uh, Are you, are you skilling up on this? Are you studying people? Are you just going to wing it? Yeah, I'm studying people. I'm reading a lot. I like, I really like to read. So I read everything about the mindset, positivity, changing your inner self uh, aspect of you. Because most of the time people think their life has got no value. And I want to show them that everyone's got value. Every life has got the value. We're all special. And if they can see themselves in a better sight and uh, in a better way, probably people are going to be happy or happier. And if it's something I would change and I can help to do, I really, like, I really want to do it. So I, that's why I want to start interviewing people, everything about, as I said, lifestyle, nice lifestyle, positivity, mindset and spread their message using my YouTube channel as well. So people are going to follow it. Probably there's going to be some motivation on it, some, uh, some words going to touch them and maybe, I hope, make them change their life. I think YouTube is going to be the next TV. Everyone is watching YouTube now and it's going to be more and more the next few, few years. So I think it's the right time to start. There's already people doing this. Uh, most of them are from uh, America. There's one English guy, very talented. His name is Jay Shetty. These kind of things I would like to do. So I'm still uh, at the beginning. I need to learn. I need to improve my skills, my communication. But um, I look forward to it, and uh, I'm not uh, afraid to start it. Because I looked at what you've done so far, and it seems to me you're filming it all yourself on two iPhones, a static one and one that you're controlling mm-hmm. off a selfie stick. And you're editing it yourself as well? No, I've got someone to edit the video. Ah, okay. Okay, so you, you've got a little bit of help, but it still is quite homemade if you're doing it off iPhones. Do you want to keep it that way, mm-hmm. or, do you, or do you want to make it a little bit more professional? Because you lose the intimacy a little bit if you make it too slick, perhaps. Yeah, that's why uh, the, the the rehabilitation side is going to be, uh, I, I think I'm going to keep this way, uh, filming myself, because it looks more authentic. And I really want, the, to be the real me. If I start to bring someone with the camera, it's going to be a too much uh, like a video production, and I think you lose a bit of authenticity. The interview side are going to start. I will do it professional with a real cameraman, the real uh, video edition, and everything. So it's going to be more, I would say, professional this side. But the, the day-to-day following on my vlog is going to be more like authentic, and uh, with camera I do it myself. Where does the interest in self-improvement come from? Because that helped me when I was younger to read it and listen to podcasts. I listen to podcasts every day, podcasts sorry, every day in my car when I'm driving to the training ground when I go back home. That's something who motivates me. And uh, that's some, really something I like, you know, because I've, I've, I know people around me think they cannot do anything because they didn't have the chance to uh, come from a rich family or to live in a nice part of the the city or always finding excuses and uh, they don't achieve anything 
and I want to show them and I want want that everything is possible if you really want it. So if I can help one, two, ten thousands or hundred of thousands of people to do it, I would I would be very happy. So you want to run businesses and you want to develop your foundation. Is that the life plan? Because you're twenty nine now, I think it is. Yes. So that's not too old in football, but it's a, a time when you're seriously looking about what you do next because there's only a number of years left at the top. So is that the overall plan to have the, the businesses and the foundation and grow those? Yes. My plan is to really look after the foundation because that's something I really give my heart on it and with my wife and we will we really want to do it uh, properly and uh, for a long time. The business side, I've always, always been fascinated by, uh, by a businessman and the way they do their business, the way they handle the pressure, the way they handle the failure. That's something I really like to uh, to follow and to uh, process. And uh, I start myself, I failed already from a few businesses, but I keep going and <laughs> one will be successful, I, I'm pretty sure of it. And uh, yeah, I really want to do something I like and I'm passionate. I'm not playing football because of it. So just just not for the money side or the, the famous side. I, I do it because I... I'm enjoying it and I like it. If one day I start to feel the the passion going down and I start to feel I want to do something else, even if it's one year time, two years time, I would stop. You know, it's not a problem at all. The life is full of a new journey and new opportunities and uh, I look forward to it. But what you explained there, the life of business, the ups, the downs, the struggles, the long-term plans, well, that's also the life of a professional sportsman you're going through a difficult period now injury is is one of the toughest parts for a professional sportsman and you do find that sportsmen have the mentality where they can move into business and take that sportsman's mentality across and it works for them so do you think in a sense you've got almost a a natural advantage just because sport is is that intense it teaches you to deal with the ultimate highs and lows yes exactly as a sportsman, you're going to have a lot of up and down. You're going to succeed, you're going to fail. You learn how to work as a team. You work at how to lead some teams. You learn how to work out to achieve something. You learn how to fix goals and uh, to make everything possible to achieve them. So that's, I think, the, the business side and the sportsman side are very close in terms of mentality. So if one day or I'm already doing this my I, I step I step up and uh, I would give everything on the business side I will be prepared for the all mental aspects you mentioned podcasts who do you listen to the yes. business podcast <laughs> who, who do you listen to in particular? Uh, there's business side there's one guy named uh, Patrick Bet David one Brian Tracy and what do they talk about in particular uh, they talk about how to grow your business, how to start from nothing to building slowly, going step by step to make sure you don't want to go too quick. And after you uh, probably uh, run out of money or, or you try to hire too many people, then uh, after that your budget is going uh, <laughs> going to explode. You know, uh, everything about this. And um, they teach you how to uh, scale your business, how to fix goals, how to uh, achieve your goals. They talk about their failures, so they help you to know what to avoid and what to what to do. It's quite interesting. There's few like this I follow on YouTube. 
alla problem är om det är mental side och mindset side. Jag um, lyssnar uh, Les Brown, Lewis Howes, Jay Shetty. Uh, yeah, that's the, the, the one. Uh, Gary, Gary V. I don't know if you know. Vaynerchuk. Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, yes. Uh, even him. Yeah, exactly. Even him for the business side is, is very good. So yeah, there is uh, like 10, 10, I would say 10, 15 guys uh, I follow on YouTube and uh, try to listen to the podcast. You don't sound the typical footballer because <laughs> the stereotypical <laughs> footballer, shall I say, is listening to R&B, uh, R&B in his 4x4 driving down the motorway. You're listening to Gary Vaynerchuk as part of the Vayner Nation. What do your fellow professionals think about this? Or do you hide it away? Are you a little bit ashamed of, of not listening to R&B? <laughs> no, not ashamed at all. That's what I like. That's what I want to do. So I need to prepare myself to, to do it. I can listen music as well sometimes. But to be fair, my car or home, I'm not a big uh, music listener. I put this on my kids uh, asking. Otherwise, uh, I prefer to learn and and feed my brain with a uh, nice uh, knowledge instead of uh, the music we know. And what about but just a choice? I, I I don't judge anyone if they if they are happy to do it. Uh, that I can understand. Me, I'm happy. I'm happy to listen a podcast or that. Everyone is different. I'm not judging anyone. They do what they like, and I do uh, what I think uh, gets me happy. Podcasts and books are perhaps informal education. Do you feel mm -hmm. you'll need formal education, an MBA or, or a business degree, or will you learn on the fly? Yes, we don't have time to go to work in like in a company. That's something I would like maybe uh, after the after my career for maybe six or one six months or one year, maybe work for free for someone successful to follow him uh, day by day and uh, learn from it. But I'm going to start an MBA September on a CEO in a sports industry. So to learn all the skills you need to uh, strategize, to uh, build the team, to handle uh, the finance and everything, but more, like, as you said, the, the formal side of it. And the other advantage that I suppose sportsmen have got when they turn into business is they're famous, so they've got interest in them. They might have money reserves built up as well. Do you feel your fame as a footballer is an advantage that you might get funding, you might get interest in you? You're out of the ordinary, I suppose, and that, that helps with attracting funding and branding and marketing in general. Have you found that? Yes, of course. I think we've got uh, an advantage on it because it's like when I start my YouTube channel, the first video I had like three 3,000 views on it because I used my... Uh, Instagram or Twitter or Facebook audience to uh, watch it. When you ordinary people, it's harder to find uh, an audience. So I think if you use it in the right way, you fame in the right way. And uh, but you have to have content, even if you just use your name. But your content is bad, and uh, you bring no value to uh, people. They will start to follow it, but they will stop at one point. So you need to bring value to someone to make sure you get going. Have you spoken to anyone about? your content strategy because we all listen to Gary Vaynerchuk and he says put out content tell your story make it good make it quality well you know there's there's skills in being a footballer there's skills I like to think in being a content strategist such as myself so do you do you talk to people about that or are you just finding your way at the moment well I'm a bit both I would say I try to talk to people to have some feedback and to learn from them but there is something quite new. No one did it as a, a, a sportsman filming the inside of the club. 
So obviously, I will learn. Uh, it's not easy to put a different content when you're in re- rehabilitation because uh, you've got some plans. For example, the next two, three weeks, I would do pretty exactly the same things every day. So I cannot put exactly the same thing uh, every time I want to put a video out. But as Gary said, just put content. Maybe you think your life is boring, but it's not boring for the others. So I put content. I try to do my best to be myself on it, to record some players. And if they like it, uh, then I'm happy. If people won't like it, um, will hate it. But uh, I will not stop because what people think about me, uh, that's I'm enjoying to do it. And uh, I will keep going. That's simple as that. The second part, it was more strategized because I know what, what I want to go with the channel. So I need to follow my plan step by step. So that's some content I will put, I will put later on uh, because it's not the right time to put it on now. So in this area, we uh, we I've got someone working with me. She's a family. She lives in New York, but we managed to uh, to stay in touch and to work. She's a, a journalist, and uh, she helped me a lot. You know how to uh, because we're gonna start probably to do motivation video as well. So she helped me to write uh, the, the video properly. She's uh, completely fluent. My English, I still need to learn and still need to uh, work on my communication skills. She's uh, better than me for it. So that's why. Uh, when you build a team, you have to bring uh, better people than you to bring value. So I tried to do it, and she helped me a lot on this. Talk about the um, energy drink, because you, you launched that in 2013, and that's probably mm-hmm. the most... A failure. <laughs> okay, it's a failure. All right, but it was the most high-profile thing that I think you've launched, and you're a Benin international, mm-hmm. so you, you leveraged a bit of your fame there, perhaps, for the African market. So, okay, it failed. Why did it fail? Yes. Why did you do it in the first place? Just, uh, just tell us a story. Simple. I was partner with my brother, and we weren't ready to do it. We didn't know the market. We didn't speak very good English. We tried to, to use the help of others, but uh, they didn't know the market as well. Uh, we, I wasn't ready for it. Simple as that. I thought uh, using just my name is going to be uh, amazing. But my name was very small, and it still are. But uh, yeah, just not prepared. I didn't do a business plan very very well. I didn't think about the project uh, very well. Uh, the, the, the English market in uh, energy drinking is one of the biggest in the world. But I found out this uh, just after when I launched it, so it was hard. We managed to, I didn't lose too much money on it because I, we managed to sell the, the quantity we, we booked, but I learned from it. So that's the main uh, experience. And you have the uh, import-export company in Africa as well. Is that right? Uh, it's working okay. Uh, you know, it's hard when you, you cannot have the hands on it. I've got someone in Benin doing the job over there. We were doing well, but uh, the Nigerian market crashed. The money crashed, and they were like 80% of our customer. So we we adapt a bit uh, on the Togolese market and the uh, Niger market. But I put this a uh, bit on the side still working, but I put this a bit on the side to be uh, really focused on my new project. I will probably do more when I would be in Benin and when I would have time to travel and go over there. I, it was easier for me when I was going for international team, but I stopped the national team, so it's getting harder for me. I try to go once a year, but it's not enough to handle the business right. So I said to my partner over there, listen, we're going to do something right when I would be available and we will have time to do it properly just for now. Uh, make sure we say what we've got and after that we're going to think about a new project for like in you know, four or five years time and you you mentioned a third business 
what's that and how's it working for you? Uh, the transport one. Yeah, transport. Yes, I've got a, a lorry over there from the port to uh, the, the country and more the rural side. People need to transport uh, goods, bits and bobs. And so yeah, they just hired the, the, the truck for me. I saw a quote saying you'd also looked at moving into different areas like nuts and cars and and things like that so so what was the process there is is it a case of you're just finding an opportunity looking for an opportunity doing your research and seeing if a, if a business grows out of that exactly i try to see what what is good what is not good what is good in Benin, what the people is asking if it's a good price but uh, when i see uh, i haven't got time and when i see you know, I find out when getting older, when I was young, I wanted to do everything, but I found out that you need to give 100% in what you do to have the chance to succeed. So that's why all my projects in Africa have been on the side, except the, fund, uh, the foundation, because I can deal with it from uh, where I am. And my guy over there can deal with the, the rest. But for the business, uh, I will do something for sure in Africa. But uh, for now, I just uh, put everything on the side and I'm focused on what's happened here. Has anyone ever told you in footballing terms, forget all this stuff until you're at the end of your career? Because I know the football environment and they're forever saying, get every distraction out of your head, be that things like social media, things like cars, things like going out at night. But also people might argue that a business is a distraction. Have they ever spoken to you about that? Uh, no, to be fair, nobody mentioned it to me. When I'm training, I give 100%. When I'm playing, I give 100%. So I think you don't feel... Uh... I'm dealing with something else. And uh, I know how to rest. I know how to look after myself. If I feel, that's why I stopped as well in Africa because I start to feel that I couldn't control it and it was taking too much energy from me here to control it over there. So I said it's better to put this on the, on the side and to be focused on the football and something I can control than just be everywhere, but in the same time, you are nowhere. And the foundation, how, how do you see that growing? Is that based in Benin at the moment? Yes, I've got one based in Benin, gen, uh, named Jarama. That means uh, thank you in Pearl. And um, I'm going to set up one in England because when you get funds from England, people get that, get tax on it, get return, you know, tax return on it. So uh, not tax return, but they can save tax on it, on the, what they give the donation. But if you fund straight away my uh, foundation in Benin, you can you're not uh, able to get the money. So that's why I need to set up one in England. Who uh, try to get found by uh, people I know around me, and uh, I I will use the one in England to uh, give the money to one in Africa. So we'll start with the orphanage of ten kids. We will follow them from the age of between three to five to eighteen until they are old enough to look after themselves. We will pay for everything: the school, the clothes, the food. Uh, we need four people to work to work in the orphanage. Everything is planned already. Which I bought the land myself. And now uh, I'm waiting the, the one in England to be set up to, uh, to build the house over there. The architect has already made the plan. Everything is set up. We just need to get the money for it. Will you create content around that as well? Yes. I will put everything on YouTube. I will put the content. It's going to be about my professional life, no, nothing about my personal life, my family or my kids. Or maybe they will appear on it, but nothing like I'm not following my kids uh, when we're playing outside or at home. My kid is on it last time because he was with me at the training ground. But otherwise, everything is professional. So I think uh, the, the promotion side is a, a good side to show as well that uh, uh, you have to give back 
you we are I'm very grateful that God gave me the the chance to be a footballer, to have money, to enjoy my life, enjoy what I like to do. So you have to give back. If you don't give back, you would get anything else in the future. In terms of social media, you argued that YouTube is, is going to be the new TV. And I think your son will find that in a few years' time. But uh, if there's anything like my son, that um, yes, YouTube is more important, much more important than television, YouTube and games. So how do you use other social media apart from YouTube, how you talk about using Instagram, do you use Facebook, do you use Twitter, or is it just Instagram and YouTube for you, those very, very, uh, vi- those visual ones? No, I use the Twitter as well to follow the news and uh, sometimes to give my uh, opinion, not too much for now. As I said, I took time to use the social media after, before that. I was on it, but I wasn't like, part of it properly. Uh, now I try to interact with the people following me and people who... Uh, comments uh, what I put I try to interact more to reply to everything I think I understood uh, the way you can use social media and uh, I want to do it the right way Is that hard because you're in football it's very passionate and if Middlesbrough don't go up this season there'll be criticism flying around I'm sure you're used to it mm-hmm. but it still hurts Yes you know you still uh, you still care what the people think in football and they, you know you you feel the pain when because when they are when they are not happy and they tell you on twitter it's just because they are sad because we didn't win or we didn't go up so they don't know how to express it the only way they express it is with anger on twitter or instagram so you have to handle it you know they feel uh, devastated because we didn't win or we didn't go up you have to understand it and if you react it's not the good way to answer it just make sure you you don't take it too much personal. You have to understand why they put this. And uh, it's okay. As I say, I use the social media, but I'm not, I don't take it too much the way they react on me or could be good or, or wrong. I try to keep the good and the wrong, you know, I just pass to uh, the, the next message. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it, being a footballer? Because you sound very level-headed and intelligent the way you handle things. But the level of debate on social media with regard to football in England and probably politics and sport all over the world is extreme. You win, everything's great. You lose, everything's terrible. You win, you're a hero. You lose, you're a d- disaster. There's nothing, there's no grades of debate. There's no shades of grey. As, as an intelligent footballer, do you long for a bit more intelligent debates about things rather than the, the emotion? Yes, but you know, it's not just on social media. Sometimes what I debate with friends and I think they when you're not professional footballer, there's few things you cannot understand. So we, we understand they are angry, they they want to tell us the way they tell us, but when we lose the game, we didn't mean to lose the game, we won we lose we lost because the team was better than us or better maybe we 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 missed the luck or better we are on a, on a bad day. You know, there is a few things they don't understand and uh, but but the problem is people think because you play football you are winning money you have to be happy and you have to win everything but it doesn't happen like this when i see like players like messi or cristiano get criticized i just say if, if them get criticized i can understand i get criticized as well because they're the best player in the world and they still get criticized i just said oh, everybody's gonna get criticized anyway so just do what you're good at like be focused on what you can control and the rest just uh, don't listen and go on. I know you're not going to play this season, but if Middlesbrough were to get in the Premier League this year or next, 
it wouldn't have to do your business and your profile a lot of good because it goes around the world. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Yeah, exactly. I didn't think too much about that uh, because I want to develop it anyway. Even if I leave Middlesbrough, I play for somewhere else. Um, but obviously, it would be great for the club to go up and to be back in the Prem because there's nothing better than playing in the, in the Premier League. How well I stayed Villa and we lost most of the game, but I still enjoy myself because it was my dream to be in the Prem. So you have to, uh, yeah, uh, I think we've got the quality to do it. It's gonna, we've got four or five tough games and I really hope we go up this season. And your future, you talked about the businesses, you talked about the foundation. Um, is there anything else you want to do? I know that's enough, but is there anything else you want to do with your post-football career? Hopefully it's a few years away, of course. If there's something I do, I don't try to plan too long because the life can change uh, any time. There's one thing I want to do is to be uh, happy in what I do. Uh, for now, my happiness, I will find it in the foundation, in the business I'm going to start. For now, it's in the YouTube and the motivation aspect and the try to uh, bring happiness in people's life. Uh, that's something I really like. And... Uh, so that's for now. But in, uh, maybe in two, two, four, five years' time, I will have uh, different opportunities. And at this time, I will think differently. You know, I don't try to plan too far away. I'm, I've got friends who plan like 10 years. I 10 years, I will do it. And the next year, they, had, uh, they lost someone or they lost a uh, family member and everything has changed. So, you know, um, enjoy what's happened now. Enjoy the journey. But for me, I don't try to plan too long. And one thing that struck me about your YouTube channel is you spend a lot of time with the lady in the canteen and you're hugging the lady in the canteen and the doctors and or these might be the people you're interacting with because you're injured, but you obviously know them very well. And that depth of personal relationship really comes through. Is that important to show? Because fans desperately want their players to care about the club as much as they do and be ingrained in the club as much as they do. And you've, you clearly are, because you can't fake those relationships. And you're showing it. Is that something you're deliberately doing, or is it just who you are and you're showing, you're reflecting that on video? Is it deliberate to show that part of yourself? I think it would be better to ask a discussion to someone in the club. No, the, the, the only thing I do everywhere I go, everywhere I went, and uh, I want to be myself. and. Um, I like to know people I'm working with. I like to know people I'm spending time with them. I'm from eight, in, from nine in the morning to uh, three, four, five in the day. In the afternoon, I spend time with people all around the club and every day the same people. So you have to know who you work with, who you live with. So I know my teammates, but uh, in the club, there is different people working. I see the, the, the lady in the kitchen, the chef, the assistant chef every day as well. They cook for us and make sure we've got everything ready. So you have to be grateful for it and thank them and spend time with them, know them as well. The cleaner as well, she cleaned everything for you when you come back the day after, everything is clean. So you have to be grateful for it. The staff, the medical staff, it's always interesting and to learn from them what their journey, how they they how did they become a doctor, why? Because doctor is you want to treat people, you want to help them. So what bring you in this kind of industry? I like to know about people and everything, what they like, what they want to do, what they love. It's just the way I am. I don't try to put this on YouTube to show I'm a 
good person or what. I just want to show another side of uh, football, another side of me. And uh, if it, uh, people like it, I'm happy. I try to be authentic on it. And uh, it's just the way I, I behave. Last question. Which is more important, success or happiness? Happiness. Without happiness, you won't get success. Or you will get success in a short-term period. But at one point, you will miss something. Really just said, thank you very much. You're welcome. You've been listening to Sport, Digital and Social with Mr. Richard Clark. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. You can find Richard on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching for at Mr. Richard Clark or at his website, mrrichardclark.com. Mr.